0: Welcome to the Esther Effect Podcast, a product of Freeman Transformation Academy, LLC, a place where you will be motivated, inspired, and empowered to live. Because where you started doesn't have to be where you will finish. I would like to ask us a question, a question you can ask yourself, ponder upon what do you have an appetite for so back in november um actually back in september i was um, i received a call for a job and i was so excited about getting this job when i got the first interview i I felt really secure in the job because I've never attended an interview and not get the job. By the the second interview, I wrote my resignation letter from my current job because I felt like this was a God move. By the fourth interview, I knew I was in. I was excited, I desired a job, the job was better. Um, it was $20,000 more than what I was currently working for, 50% work from home. It was the perfect setup, ladies and gentlemen. But then the recruiter called me and said, um, we have decided to go another direction. I was disappointed. So the Fact to to the point where I kept looking at my email, thinking they're going to email me and said, Oh, we made a mistake. It took me two days to come down from that high that I pumped myself into. The following week, I prayed to God for something I desired. And in the process of getting what I prayed for, I was given the wrong direction, which extended the process. This is something I believed and trusted God for. I had a desire for this thing. And after I found out that the process would now be extended, I stood in a very public building, didn't care who was passing by, and I just started to cry. I was frustrated. I felt heartbroken. The very next week, I received, um, I was by my parents' house and I was sharing some plans, you know, that I, I've, been, I've had for quite a few years now. And being transparent and vulnerable with them, at the end of me stating my plans, they said to me, We do not believe this is the direction. God wants you to go. And this is how he's going to do it. Now, I trust my parents. I trust them because of their relationship with God. I trust them because of the kind of people um, of integrity and wisdom that they have. And this is the first time I think in over 10 years I cried in front of my parents. Now, these three scenarios, these are the top three things currently on my prayer list. The very next week, my insurance company Geico called and said, Hey, we're not going to um, honor that claim that you submitted because there were no eyewitnesses. So we were not in the wrong with the accident, but there goes a few thousands that we did not budget for. At this point, I was, I think I was out of tears. I was just at a point was like, okay, I'm giving up. Something is wrong. So I sat with God. Oh, And my dad said, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Psalm chapter 37, verse four. So I sat with God because I saw the trend and I'm like, God, these are the things I desire. Why didn't I receive them? Because I am accustomed to think about things, not even mention it to God and he would provide it. Because I believe as we seek the kingdom of God first, he keeps his word by adding all of our needs. It's not that we seek him to get stuff, getting stuff is a byproduct of seeking him. And the Lord replied to me and said, When you stop desiring it, I will give it to you. It made absolutely no sense in my human mind that he will give me something when I no longer desire it. But then I start looking at that word delight. Psalm chapter 37, verse four. You know, this is a a scripture or a verse that we use to console a brother or sister when they're waiting on God for something. You know, let me give them some hope. You know, the word says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, this is not where we do stuff to make God happy and he gives stuff to us. When I look at the word delight, the Greek word for delight is enog, A-N-O-G. When translated into English, it means to be made soft. And it refers to a soldier coming home from war and dropping his armor, putting the guns down because now he is in a safe place space now he's vulnerable now he is made soft in that environment and this is what god is talking about when scripture says delight yourself in the lord to delight is to be made soft it's for our feelings it's for our heart it's for our intentions to be made soft our emotions to be made soft so that so that god himself can form us it also talks about um A potter, clay in a potter's hand, the clay has to be soft before it can be shaped, before it can be formed into what the potter wants it to be. And that is where God wants us, his people to be, that our hearts, that our desires will be made soft, that he himself will shape our desires and then he will give it to us when they are shaped by him, when they are formed by him. What do you have a desire for? What do you have an appetite for? We can love God, we can truly love God, but yet there are times where our hearts can be made hard, sometimes not intentionally. Back in October, I had a vision of two pieces of elastic. One, when stretched, because the elasticity was present, it expanded, but the other, when stretched, it broke. Another word for soft is flexible. God wants us, he's calling us, he's requiring of us, he's asking us to be flexible. Be flexible in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Be soft in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, David was a man after God's own heart. David loved the Lord, but at one moment, because of David's emotion, because of his feelings, he made a decision to count God's people in first Chronicles chapter 20. He counted the, the people of God And back then, a man was only entitled to count what belongs to him based on their culture. Or if God commanded a census, that's the only time the people should be counted. But David counted God's people. David started putting his trust in the numbers and how strong his army was and how much Israel grew while he was reigning as king and it was counted as dishonoring God. He dishonored God. Another word for dishonor is wickedness. And David, though he loved the Lord, though we love the Lord, there are times when, because we are moved by our appetite, there are times when we are moved by the the things that we desire in the moment, our heart, instead of stretching, it breaks. Instead of being flexible, Our heart becomes hard with the things of the Lord, with the things of life, with the things that we have access to. Now, in the Garden of Eden, the serpent Satan tested or tempted um, Eve. He came to her and, you know, tried to change her mind to get her to desire something. And sometimes the enemy will try to speak into our ears to get us to desire things that God knows it's, de- it's harmful to us. And mind you, some of our desires are great, but because of them taking our focus, because they are taking over our heart, because we are so zoomed in and so focused in getting this thing, our hearts gradually remove from the one who is able to give us the thing. Sometimes when life experiences or difficulty hits us, we run for safety. When we see that the finances are funny, we become focused on how can I get financial security? And our heart begins to turn into the direction of the money, the finances. As humans, we all want to be safe. We we desire physical security, we desire financial stability. We want to be safe. We want emotional safety. We desire safety. And sometimes running, going towards being safe, our hearts, not intentionally sometimes, can turn towards the thing instead of God. Now in the garden, the devil came to Eve and told her, "Um, you can be like God if you eat this fruit. She wasn't hungry. I am sure Eve wasn't hungry. And it wasn't about eating the fruit. She was being offered something deeper than filling her belly with some fruits. She was being offered power. She was being offered a title. She was being offered, you will be like God. Sometimes... As humans, as people, as, as children of God, we do not re- recognize or we do not realize that we too can sometimes have the desire for power, wanting to be like God, coming from a place of let me show you who is boss around here. Let me show you who has the title. Let me show you who is the leader of this group. You better know your place. We also can have a desire, we have a desire, an appetite for power. And that is why she ate the fruit, not because she was hungry. And she satisfied that appetite. What do you have an appetite for? The devil knows that as humans, whatever we have an appetite for, naturally we try to feed it. So he tried it with Jesus in the desert he came to jesus and told jesus to turn the stones into bread the bread turning the stones into bread was not in in my mind was not the deeper thing that the enemy was trying to get at it wasn't him trying to get jesus to fill his physical appetite his belly because he was hungry and yes Jesus I am sure after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights he was hungry I would be hungry but that was to lure Jesus into something deeper and in my mind it was to lure Jesus into pondering thinking wait a minute Am am I the son of God? Because the devil said, if you are the son, he targets the relationship. If you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. As humans, sometimes we would be, but wait a minute. You know what? But I am the son of God. Let me prove to you that I am the son of God. And sometimes as human beings, because we have this this thing inside of us that wanting to prove that we are right, we have to have the last say. So we turn the stone into bread because we want to prove our title, our ownership, our value. We want to prove what do you have an appetite for? And sometimes if we're in the right spot at the right, at the right time we might turn the stones into steak if we want something better than bread but jesus said unto the serpent men shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceed out of the mouth of god jesus said men shall not live by bread alone There are more things that can fill us up as human beings. There are more, there are more appetite. We have an appetite, not only for the things, the natural things, but what about the spiritual things that is able to fill our lives, that is able to fill our minds, that is able to shape our hearts so that we can truly delight ourselves in God so that he can give us the desires of our hearts. And I believe that Jesus was so secure in who he was as, as the son of God, that it caused him to respond that way to the enemy. I remember uh, scripture says that after Jesus was baptized, the very first thing that God did was affirmed his son. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So Jesus did not only remember the, the, the scripture where, where um, man shall not live by bread alone, but he remember his father affirming him. But by every word, even the audible voice, by every word that comes out of the mouth of God, Jesus was secure in his relationship with God. What has God said to you in your one-on-one with him? Because sometimes when those appetite begins to rise up in us, That's what we have to turn to. What prophetic word has God spoken over your life? Go back to what he has spoken over your life so that when we are tempted, let us go back so that when we are tempted to respond, when we are tempted to eat the fruit, when we are tempted to turn the stones into bread, when we are tempted to act out of character because a brother or a sister isn't around, that we can use that word as a weapon against the enemy. What do you have an appetite for? So when, when God said to me that he will give me the things that I desire when I no longer desire it, what he meant was when I am not so focused, when these things no longer has my focus, that's when I'll have them. But until then, You can't. What has your focus? If you want to know where your focus is, check where your mind and your heart is. The scripture says where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. If you want to know what your priorities in life are, look at your treasures. Let's go in that treasure box for a minute this morning. Let's all open our treasure box what's in there? What's in the treasure box? What are the things that we are so zoomed into? What are the things that we are focused on today? That's where our focus is, where your treasure is, your heart will be. Now, when I look at um, Psalm chapter 37, Verse, verse four says, yes, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. But I also looked at the verse before that verse and the verse after that verse and the verse before says, which is verse three, trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord, not in the treasure box, trust in the Lord. Not in the ability to turn stones into bread. Trust in the Lord. Not in the fruit that is on the tree because it looks good. Trust in the Lord. Not in our emotions because it causes us to make some wrong decisions sometimes. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. And verse five says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. What are we trusting? Who are we trusting? Who are we relying on? Who are we depending on to provide our needs? Whatever our needs might be this morning, healing, finances, Educational, a husband, a wife, a house, a car, a job, whatever we are trusting God for. We've got to allow our hearts to not be so zoomed in on that thing. Because when that happens, our heart becomes hard. It's no longer flexible because we want what we want. And because we want safety, because we want security, sometimes life causes us, experience causes us, COVID caused us to go after making sure we're secure. Let's get this money, let's get the bag, let's make sure we're good. And it takes our heart, it takes our focus, it takes our attention. And that is why my heart kept breaking over and over and over because I was not delighting in the Lord. I was delighting in the things. So what do you have an appetite for? Where is your heart? Let us continue to trust in the Lord and do good and feed on God's faithfulness because God is faithful. Seek he first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Let us seek holiness. Let us seek righteousness. Let us seek purity. Let us seek joy. Let us seek love. Let us seek patience. Let us seek long suffering. Let us seek kindness. Let us seek the fruits of the spirit. They build our character. They build who we are as kings and queens in the kingdom and they make our hearts soft where we're able to drop our armor be vulnerable and transparent and trust in a father who knows how to give good gifts